You're listening to The Gay Pro, where we empower gay business professionals from any industry to love who they are and love what they do. I'm your host, Omar Alexis Ochoa. Let's get into it. So June Pride Month is over and done with, but with all of the glitter and rainbow flags still littering the streets of straight America, what happens next? Well, it's July, so welcome to LGBT Wrath Month. With all of the support and solidarity our heterosexual and corporate allies have shown this past Pride season, July Wrath Month isn't about showing pride, it's about acting on it. It's a time for action against those organizations that have worked against our community. And one of those brands at the center of Wrath this month is Nivea. Let's jump in. Nivea is the biggest and perhaps most notorious brand this Wrath Month. If you're at all familiar with Nivea, it's a global skincare brand pulling in almost $5.2 billion as of May 2019, according to Forbes. Overall, Forbes values the brand at over $8 billion. That's a pretty big bag. Chances are you or someone you know has used or purchased a Nivea product, as their assortment ranges from body wash to lip balm to facial cleansers and they have distribution in the US, Central America, Europe, Asia, pretty much everywhere. With such deep pockets and far-reaching influence around the world, it's a bit disheartening when you learn top Nivea employees claim, we don't do gay. This is a quote from several news sites, most notably AdAge, Forbes, and Newsweek. Originally reported by AdAge, authors Lindsay Rittenhouse and Jack Neff write, quote, Nivea rejected an image that FCB pitched showing two men's hands touching, and that a member of the client team allegedly remarked that we don't do gay at Nivea. Now, before we break out the pitchforks and start lighting up the torches, let me try to be a little unbiased here. FCB has currently declined to comment on the situation, but AdAge did report that the agency has circulated a memo internally, stating that FCB will be severing ties with Nivea next April. This is after over 100 years. Chances are there are other things at work in the background, as FCB has declined to comment on the anti-gay allegations, which still remain unconfirmed. Nivea's parent company, Beiersdorf, which is a German-based host of consumer brands, put out a response that despite not directly addressing the anti-gay allegations, iterated that Beiersdorf is about diversity. According to Yahoo Finance, Beiersdorf stated, quote, We understand that emotions and news interest are intensified when a long-time business relationship comes to an end. However, we ask for understanding that we don't comment on unsubstantiated speculations around this matter. This is in reference to the severed relationship with FCB, which some argue was because of the anti-gay remarks. The spokesperson went on to say, quote, Nonetheless, we wish to express our concern on the reported allegations, as they do not reflect the values of Beiersdorf, Nivea, and our employees worldwide. No form of discrimination, direct and indirect, is or will be tolerated. We are strongly committed to diversity, mutual respect, equal opportunity, and tolerance. This stance and belief is shared and lived throughout Beiersdorf. Now, as compelling as some of those words may be, I, like a few others online, still remain unconvinced. Doing a quick search for conversations around Nivea and the anti-gay allegations, a few members of the LGBTQIA+ are already showing their wrath on Twitter. 
users have taken to hashtagging things like I don't do Nivea and attaching photos of their Nivea products in the trash. One of the most notable users chiming in on this was Perez Hilton, tweeting from his personal account on July 4th. He wrote, I don't do Nivea, and attached a link to the Newsweek article. Now, I'd like to pivot from this just a bit and dive into some discussion surrounding Nivea, FCB, and the role of agencies in this kind of a situation. A great question posed by Imogen Watson from The Drum, which is a European-based marketing magazine, asked, do ad agencies have a responsibility to react against controversial client views? I think this is the right question to ask, and I personally think the answer is yes. Watson cites a quote from Jan Gooding, who is the chairman of the Stonewall LGBT charity, stating, words have consequences, particularly in the workplace. And that's just it. To all of those contrarians saying FCB should stay in its lane and avoid getting political with LGBT stances, or perhaps saying sexuality shouldn't come into the discussion in business, I say this. The very core of any functional business relationship is just that, the relationship. If you've got a business partner or client that fundamentally disagrees with your very existence, I don't think anyone in their right mind would ascertain that this relationship will be profitable or lasting. A counterpoint someone might have is, well, why does something like sexuality need to come up at all? Can't everyone just do their jobs and go home? Well, in a perfect world, yes. And if you're more than happy to work in a cold, unfeeling, and transaction-oriented office environment where the only discussions that occur are business ones, then sure, sexuality does not need to come up. But businesses are run by people, and people have children and weekend barbecues and vacation plans, all things that get mentioned in any civil office place at some point or another. It is thereby impossible for people on the LGBTQIA spectrum to comfortably avoid these subjects when you're standing at the water cooler or heading to the office happy hour. And to make my point clear, they shouldn't have to avoid these conversations. As such, I'd say agencies in a situation like FCB have no choice but to address controversial views such as Nivea's We Don't Do Gay. To start, some sources even reported that the FCB agency team had an LGBT person on the call when the Nivea employee made that remark. That's something pretty hard to ignore. However, I in no way want to sound like I am advocating for mob mentality when it comes to business controversy. I think that the actions of a single employee don't necessarily reflect the views of an organization at large, especially not for a global brand like Nivea. I would hope there are plenty of queer people at Nivea making waves internally, promoting diversity, inclusion, and queer advocacy in the workplace. This is why I agree with another quote from Jan Gooding provided by the Drums article, stating, To be fair, we can all make mistakes or say the wrong thing out of ignorance. I would always suggest exploring roots of education, apology, and take the opportunity to put things right as a first move. It's for this reason I think we should focus on the people in the situation. Is there a people culture at Nivea? Are there types of comments and other remarks that are typical from management or even executive leaders? The problem will almost always be the people, but they can also be the solution. Take Berea, for example. This is the pasta company you've probably heard of or eaten at some point or another. Back in 2013, there was a huge anti-LGBT scandal when the company's chairman, Guido Berea, 
went on a radio interview and stated, I would never do a commercial with a homosexual family, not for lack of respect, but because we don't agree with them. Ours is a classic family where the woman plays a fundamental role. When asked if he would be concerned with LGBT people not buying his pasta, he stated, if gays like our pasta and our advertising, they'll eat our pasta. If they don't like it, then they won't eat it, and they'll eat another brand. These statements sparked an almost immediate backlash with consumers all over the world boycotting the brand and hashtagging Boycott Berea. Some consumers even called for retailers to pull the brand off the shelves, garnering tens of thousands of petition signatures online. Even organizations like GLAAD and the Human Rights Campaign condemned Berea for the chairman's statements, rallying behind some petitions and even publishing lists of alternative LGBT-friendly brands to buy. You'd think Berea will have made its bed with the organization's most visible and arguably most influential figure, Guido Berea, making such sweeping statements. However, according to CNN Business, Berea quickly turned things around following the backlash. Just a couple of months after Guido Berea's remarks, the organization announced it would be installing a new diversity and inclusion board to help make it a more welcoming company to work for. Not only that, but this board actually had a tangible effect on the brand, as just one year later, in 2014, the Human Rights Campaign, which initially condemned the brand, had ranked them at 100% on the Corporate Equality Index, meaning the organization was making real changes to welcome the LGBTQIA community with both internal policy and external community engagement. Berea has even maintained these high scores since then, this just goes to show how even in a situation like that with Nivea, there is always a way back, a way to make amends and do right. For example, as recently as 2018, Berea has shown continued support for the LGBTQIA community, with the best example being their limited edition Spaghetti No. 5 pasta boxes, featuring two women sharing spaghetti, Lady in the Tramp style. It was designed by Olympia Zanioli, and LGBT Nation cites her as initially thinking Berea would reject the design, but she was surprised to learn they accepted it. These boxes premiered at the Pasta World Championship in 2018 and were given out at the event in Milan. This is a prime example of Berea's continued support and 360 turnaround from their views in 2013, promoting LGBTQI plus acceptance and love on their own turf, as Berea is a brand found in nearly every Italian grocery. This was most definitely a huge win for our community and a win for Berea in terms of doing the right thing. So as the rest of LGBT Wrath Month trickles in, let's make sure to keep using our voices as a community to not just cancel or shade brands for their views. Instead, let's use our voices as a conduit of change. As with brands like Nivea, change might still be on the horizon. And it's through advocacy and never shutting up that we can make great things happen. More so, it's through fighting the good fight internally at your organization that change can really be affected. That's it for now, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please make sure to check out more content from The Gay Pro. Follow me on Twitter at TheGayProFM or Facebook and Instagram at TheGayPro. Again, my name is Amar Alexis Choa. I'll see you next time.